Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck, a retired accountant turned truck driver. I reduced my debt in a relatively short period of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Tuning up budget. Once a budget or control center has been established, staying on the budget is important. As time passes, some of the fixed expenses may change, so the control center needs to be updated. I do this every month, but it's not necessary. Every quarter is enough for an update. Once you know that a bill has changed, gone up or down, for the, it's going to be that same amount for the foreseeable future, whether it's one year, six months, or whatever, you need to update your budget amount. When I'm talking about updating the budget dollar amount, I'm talking about in the first column that says budget. When you do your uh, monthly budget, if you're doing a spreadsheet, you got your description, you have your budget amount, you have your actual, then you have your difference, and then maybe you have some percentages. So that second column is your budgeted amount. So for example, Usually in the fall, my gas bill, electric bill, which I have set up on a budget with the utility company, so I pay the same amount every month. So usually September, October, my gas bill will be updated. And what they do is they look back to see how much I owe them. And if I came up short, then they're going to increase what I need to pay or I make a payment that particular month to get everything to zero out. And then they estimate what it's going to be for the next 12 months based on my usage. And then they reset the dollar amount. Once that happens, I need to update my dollar amount in my budget. For instance, this past fall, my gas bill was usually around $80 a month and it went up to $122 a month. So I had to go in and update my gas budget dollar amount. And that only thing you do is go in that second column that says budget amount, find the category that it's in. It's under utilities, under housing. I found the gas, natural gas, which I have it probably in there by the name of the utility company. And I just updated. I just changed it from what it was to what it is. And you do that with all your fixed expense throughout time as we go through life. Because even if you have everything fine-tuned and your budget, and if you've been doing a budget for a long time, six months or longer, and you come within a few dollars of every category, you don't need to really adjust it because you're close enough. That when you have a utility company where it jumps up or goes down by a significant amount, you need to adjust it. And I always adjust it because it should always come to zero. I pay the same amount month in and month out. I make all my payments on time. So that is what tuning a budget is all about. You start doing this right away. Now, if you've listened to my past podcast, you probably have heard me say the number one thing you do is tracking, which is you track all your income and all your spending through some type of an app. And then you can create a report by category, then that's going to help you 
with your budget. Take that report and you create your budget so now you can update it fairly easy. You got to keep tracking. It's a non-stop. You got to do it the rest of your life as long as you're able to do it. That's part of keeping your budget under control. Now, if you were new, I said go back 30 days, enter in all your information, and that's your starting point for creating your budget. And that's the starting point of what's going on in your life the last 30 days. A lot of those expenses are going to be the same. Your mortgage payment, your car payments, they're going to be the same month in and month out. They never change. Your credit card payments go up and down depending on how much you charge. Your utilities can go up and down depending on how you have it set up. Mine go up and down once a year, but I have it set up that way with the utility companies. Now, some people don't like doing that because they say, well, I don't want to be paying $80 a month in the summertime for my natural gas when the actual usage is like $7 a month or $10 a month. I said, fine, it all evens out. I just don't want to get nailed with a $300 gas bill in the middle of the winter if it's extremely cold. That's the why I do it. I try to even out my expenses throughout the year. That way I know and I'm consistent. So that's what it's all about. And if you just did that the first 30 days and you're in your second 30 days or your first month of actually tracking a budget, you're probably noticing a lot of things are not adding up. You may, your actual amount could be way under, your actual amount could be way over because you don't have a deep enough history of what's going on in your finances. Like your grocery bills could vary from month to month. Like February is a short month. So if your February grocery bills could be lower because you've got maybe the way it falls, you missed one or two trips to the grocery store that was included either before the month or after the month. It's not like you're not spending any less. It's just how it's fallen. Remember, your budget is just a snapshot of what's going on in your financial life. Your tracking is the continuous tracking of what's going on in your uh, your personal life. Your incomes are coming in. Every payday, you got more income. Every time you leave the house, you go to the store. Every time you pay a bill, it's continuous. It's always changing. So we want to take a budget or your control center and take a snapshot of that on a monthly basis. Now, in the past, what I do is I update my budget, my control center, every payday. So I do a report. I update on my tracking and keep that up every day or at least weekly. So it's always current. So I always know how much money I have in my checking account, how much I owe on all my credit cards or whatever the deal is. I know what's going on in my personal life, my financial life. And then once every payday, if you get paid weekly, it'd be once a week. I create a report by category from the beginning of the month to that particular day. Then the next week, I do the same thing from the beginning of the month through the second or third payday. So as we go, those numbers are gradually getting bigger week by week. And then I go in my actual, in my budget, my control center, and I update that 
numbers. Now, some of the numbers don't get updated every week. Some of them only get updated once a month, such as your mortgage payment, such as your car payments. But then you have other categories that get updated every week, groceries, gasoline, daycare, whatever the case would be. And it's an ongoing thing. If you've been doing this for a while and you feel like you're not making any progress, maybe you know you're making progress on getting your credit card debt paid down, but you feel like you're not doing any better than anybody else. You think you're still struggling. But let's ask yourself one question. Are you paying all your bills timely? If the question to that's yes. You're putting money into savings, no matter how little, 1% or 2 or 3%, doesn't much matter, but are you putting a little bit of money aside? Yes. Do you have an emergency fund where you can cover at least a $400 expense without using a credit card? Yes. You're better than 90% of the people out there. You're doing much better than what you think you are. You need to keep growing your emergency fund till you have three to six months worth of expenses, a dollar amount to cover three to six months worth of your expenses, and then anything excess of that, you need to start investing more. Increase the amount of money you're investing for whatever reason, whether it's for retirement, whether it's for your children's education, whatever the reasons are, you can start increasing that. And if you think you're not doing any better than anybody else, you got to ask yourself, why are you thinking that? The people you're comparing yourself to, do they have a different type of education? Are they in a different field? Do they, maybe they have a master's or a PhD. Who are you comparing yourself to? You got to compare yourself to the same person that you are. So if you just have a, a bachelor's degree from college and you're in a certain field, you need to compare yourself to what those other people are doing, if nothing else. Don't compare yourself to somebody that's way ahead of you or somebody that might have family money to start with and they had a head start on whatever they're doing in their life. Everybody's life is different, so you don't compare yourself. Not even to your neighbors. Your neighbors may appear like they're doing better than you are. Maybe they have a more expensive car. Maybe they have lawn service that you don't have because you can't afford to pay for it. Maybe they have a swimming pool in the backyard and they have a pool service. But you got to think, if the economy goes bad, keep an eye on those neighbors. What are they doing? If all of a sudden they're moving out, maybe they're better, worse off than what you are. They just make the illusion that they're doing better than you. So don't compare yourself to other people. If you just ask the questions, are you making all your bills timely? Or do you have putting a little bit extra money in your savings, whether it's investing or your savings? Do you have significant amount of money in your emergency fund? at least $400 or more to cover anything that might come up as an emergency and you're making progress on paying off your debt. You're way ahead of most people. You're probably in the top 90%. You're 90%. You're way ahead. 
You may not think you are, but you really are. You can look that up as a fact if you want to, but I can assure you, you're doing better than 90% of all other people. So you're in your top 10%, I guess is what I should have said. For those of you that are just listening to this, might be your first episode from Reduced Debt, Increased Wealth. I'm going to go over the basics of, of how to make a personal budget that you can live with. I recommend you do tracking first and then create your budget second because that's the easiest way to do it. But I have an article in my show notes I'm going to refer to and that budgeting is hard. Anybody who has a family budget knows how difficult it is to keep up with month after month. But the other truth about budgets, they work. Personal budgets are more than a way to track spending. They're also a way to help plan for the future and set goals, like saving for retirement or a big purchase. If you need a budget, here's a simple guide on how to create one. Third number five is track your budget. I think they're referring to keeping track of your budget month in and month out. But for me, tracking is tracking your income and your expenses. And that's the first thing you got to start doing. Whether you use an app, Whatever one, doesn't matter. I use Count About because it's inexpensive and it works great. It's an online. I don't download it. I just log into it. I put in my information. I do not link my uh, bank accounts to it in any way, shape, or form. I manually enter everything. That's so I know what the hell is going on. I know what's going on with my spending. And it reminds me that, oh, maybe I'm spending too much. So when you're doing a budget, the first thing it should look like at the top, start with your income. A budget is more or less a measure of money in versus money out. Your income is the starting point. Begin by figuring out your total income. If you work like a payroll job, that's after-tax pay you bring home. That's your amount you deposit in your checking account. If you work more than one job, add your net pay together. If you're self-employed, Try your best to estimate your average monthly income. If you're self-employed, it's the amount of draws you take every month to pay your personal bills. Give yourself some wriggle room if your income changes from season to season. But as I said, if you're self-employed, it's the amount of the draw that you take to pay your personal bills. That's your personal income for purposes of budgeting. Add up all your expenses. This is why you need to have a app that tracks all your income and spending. You can do a report by category that lists out all your expenses. Much easier. They got living expenses, grocery, debt payments like credit cards or student loans, utility bills, insurance payments, and everything else in between. You subtract your costs from your income, A minus B equals C, and that will tell you on a monthly basis whether you're over or under. Now, your spreadsheet, which they don't even say this here, your spreadsheet should be multiple columns. Column A is your description where you look whatever it is. Column B is 
your last 30 days, your budgeted dollar amount. How much have you budget for that particular expense? For your mortgage payment, for your car payments, it should be the amount of the actual payment. For your insurance, for your utilities, all your entertainment, your groceries are going to vary. Your car, um, gasoline is going to vary. So you figure out an average and plug a number. If you just figure out what you've done in the last 30 days and use that as a starting point, and then column C is your actual amount for the particular current month. Column D is the difference, which is if C is less than B, you spent less, that's good, especially at the end of the month. If C is greater than B, you spent more than your budget. Now, there could be a reason for it. Maybe you're just getting started and you don't have a good number yet. So you need to update your budgeted amount. And you keep doing that month in and month out until you get it down to where you're only off by a few dollars. And why are you doing all this? Because you're doing this to keep track of your spending, to keep control of your personal finance, keep control of your money so that you can do the things you want to do in life. Whether it's saving for retirement should be the number one for saving for your children's education, savings for a bigger down payment on a new home or newer home, saving for a down payment on buying a good used car, whatever it is you want to do, you set your goals throughout your life. As you meet your goals, you reevaluate everything and you set new goals. The budget or your control center is going to help you reach those goals. A lot of you listening, your goals are probably to get rid of your credit card debt. A very minimum, get rid of all your high interest debt. That should be a goal for everybody. And once you start achieving the goals, then you can look at, well, maybe I can get rid of my car payments. And then once you achieve those goals, your next goal is, well, maybe I can get rid of my mortgage. And then once you achieve that goal, maybe I can increase the amount I'm saving. Maybe I can increase the amount I'm investing. On and on it goes. But you need to track your spending and track your income. And you need to have a control center so you can keep track of things. And it also helps you pay off your credit card debt faster because if you have it in a budget, and you see things you're paying for that you no longer are using, you can cancel them. You can do away with it, which frees up more money that's going to go in your savings. And the faster you build up that emergency fund and the more excess you have, the more you can put against your credit card debt and the quicker you get out of debt. I kind of forgot to mention from top to bottom, income less expenses that whatever is at the bottom, A minus B gives you C. If that's a positive number, that meant you don't spend more than what you make, so the amount going in your savings could increase. But if that's a negative number, 
that means you're spending more than what your income is. So you need to look at your spending categories and cut back until you can get that number to zero. You don't want to spend more than your income. That's going top to bottom. From left to right, where you're comparing your budgeted column to your actual column, that's where you're just comparing how close to the budget are you staying. Are you within parameters? Is your budget amount money that you set close and correct? Or is it way out of whack? Which means you need to fine tune it and adjust it. That is what this episode is kind of about. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can go to reducedebtincreasewealth.com, click on the support button and make whatever contributions you wish. Or in my show notes, I have a support link and you can click on the link. It takes you to the same place. And I really appreciate any money to help keep this podcast going. I'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts. If you're interested in learning about an online software that helped myself get out of debt, it does tracking, budgeting, and keeps track of all your assets and all your debt. It even tells you how much and when to transfer money into your savings account, and but it would definitely be an investment, something in yourself, and an investment in your personal financial life. I'm if paying. you're interested, send me an email at reducedebtincreasewealth at gmail.com and I'll send you the information about this online software that worked great for me. While keeping track of all your spending and your income and doing your reports by category and keeping your control center up to date will help you improve your personal finances but that's not the only thing that's going to help you improve your personal finances you have to look at how and what you're spending your money on whether you're trying to keep up with the joneses as the saying go or you're buying brand new cars every two years you got to ask yourself do you really need a new car every two years And how many miles are you putting on it? And why you should not buy a new car, period. Buying a new car is keeping a lot of people broke and struggling paying the paycheck. If your car payment is more than $1,000 a month, you pay too much for your automobile. And if you're buying a brand new car, you're paying too much for it. And why do I say that? because an automobile is an asset, but it's an asset that goes down in value and you're gonna lose money on it no matter how short of a time or long of a time you keep it. So if you would just shift your thinking and buy a good used car, you're gonna have it for the same amount of time or longer it's going to drop less in value because it's already dropped in value 
A new card loses 30 to 50% of its value within the first few months of ownership. And you gotta, you guys still got that big payment. But if you buy a car that's two to three years old, you're not paying for all that lost depreciation or that lost value that it lost in the first couple years. And if you keep it and take care of it, it can last you a long time. And if you get rid of it in the five, if it's two years old when you buy it and you sell it five years later, it's a seven year old car, you can recoup some of your money. So you're much better off. So buying a new car is probably the number one thing keeping most people living paycheck to paycheck. Keeping up with the Joneses is probably the number two thing keeping people living to paycheck to paycheck. You may think it's because you have all those credit cards charged up, but why is that? You've got to look at your spending. What are you spending money on? If you have to use a credit card to buy groceries or pay for food, whether it's dining out or however, you're in bad shape because you're financing your day-to-day living expenses and you cannot survive very long doing that. So quit using credit, make the minimum payment on all your credit cards, start your emergency fund savings account, build it up to a minimum of $1,000, and then once you build it up two to 3,000 over that, apply the extra amount over 1,000 to one of your credit cards and pay it down. And you do that time in and time out over time. Watch where you're spending, keep your budget, keep up with your tracking, and do away with things you don't need to be spending money on, and watch how you spend your money. Do you really need to buy a new car every couple years? Do you really need to buy whatever? If it's gonna cost you more than $200, you need to think about it for at least 24 hours. Don't make rash buying decisions. Try to justify in your mind or in your spouse's mind or justify to your spouse why you need whatever it is you're going to buy. And with this, over time, you're going to get your credit cards under control. You're going to get your other debt paid off. You're going to increase your savings. You're going to increase your retirement and overall, you're going to be much happier and better off in life.